0: welcome to courts indiana podcast i am jim reamer we are joined by not we are i am it's the normal crew four of them zach kyler patrick dominique is currently trying to get his kids to fall asleep for sure he's inducing them with some sort of cough syrup you know, zach you know about that rum vodka whatever he <laughs> had a little a little rum I, yeah, I don't know how that works. So, in that I don't have kids. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Outstanding. All Great. good in the hood. Kyle, are we ready for IU Purdue tomorrow?
1: Uh I'm I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, I love I love IU Purdue every game, especially at Assembly Hall. It's gonna be a good one, I think. Just are just you atmosphere wise. I am going. Yep. Nice. All right. I'll be there. You Who's do real dot com?
0: Will be there. Say it again cuz you got cut off. Hoosierillustrated.com will be there. There you go. Kyler and Aiden. Wait, who's your Alec? Alec. Alec. Right. Alec. Sorry Alec, I knew the last name, couldn't remember his first name.
2: Yeah, I'd be more pumped up about it if it wasn't on Peacock.
0: <laughs> I I have Peacock. It's awesome. I will pat if you want me to I'll send you my login, <laughs> see how it works. No, I'm
2: being it's sick. a no, be not about that at this want. point.
3: I'm taking a stand. No, well, dude, you
0: can have my login if you want to watch
3: the game. Do they storm the court if they win?
0: Oh, God, I hope not.
1: I hope not. I'll, I'll never get past that visual last year of, you know, Indiana was pretty good, and they, they beat Purdue, and Trace Jackson Davis seeing the fans lining up, and he's like, don't, please. <laughs> I mean.
3: They've kind of owned Purdue, haven't they? Well, no, no just the, the last in, three. Last three, What's yeah, yeah.
1: Three and one against Painter. Three and one. Yeah, what yeah. Eight, Four and one. Four, three and one. Three and one.
0: I guess it's one of those things, and not that I think we were going to talk about storming the court, storming, but I'm kind of against it because I'm always thinking somebody's going to get seriously hurt. It has happened before, not to like a huge player, but I can't and I don't remember what the situation was, but somebody did have a knee injury on a, on a court storming. But the, fir- the first time, like the Carmel-Zionsville thing has gone back and forth here the last decade. And and it seems like the home team has won every year, regardless of who's supposed to be better, you know, who's supposed to be really, really good, whatever it is. And it was 2009, I think. But that was the first time Zionsville had beaten Carmel, probably, I don't know, ever if not a very long time. And Zionsville fans stormed their court and two of the kids went right at John Laskowski's son. And and Laskowski punched the kid. Like they went at him and shoved him. Like went right at him. I watched it. And then Laskowski knocked the kid down knocked the kid down. And then that caused a scuffle. I mean, I watched it happen and I, you know, you, you kind of hope a kid doesn't react that way. But man, and I don't, this isn't necessarily meant to be a knock on Zionsville because it's not, because I don't think they anticipated kids. They definitely didn't anticipate kids going right at a player. But just too much stupid can happen.
2: It's a good thing somebody didn't storm the court against Ben Davis when Dewan Jones was there. That could have ended <laughs> real bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There is some of that. But something happened at
2: Center Grove too, didn't
0: they? Yeah, that was with Carmel too. No, that was with Carmel. We we I think we talked and we definitely talked about it. Yeah, Yeah. we had a whole pot on that. Yeah, it's you know, and it's it's just not I don't know, there's just too much that can go wrong. And and you know, with the high school level, it's high school kids. At the college level, it's the college kids and you know, Lord knows, some of them probably have had some drinks before the game, whether whether they're yeah. allowed to or not. <laughs> but I don't want to get too deep on that because I think we have a pretty good topic tonight.
3: So, but yeah, first, recruiting, recruiting.
0: Zach's got to get recruiting update. Look at Zach taking <laughs> initiative. Let's go, <laughs> Zach's. Travel. Zach's ready to. Zach's ready to talk this week.
3: <laughs> go. You're on. All right, You're here on. we go. You're on, kid. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All, all uh, four of them. Yeah. We've got Luke Bricker from Warsaw, 2025, picked up a grace offer, hometown there, just down the street. Uh, Max Boer from Greenwood Christian picked up a Langston offer, NAIA. And then we had a couple 2026 offers. Those, These two guys went on a visit recently to Indiana State uh, together. Justin Curry. From Noblesville and EJ Hazlitt, uh, Franklin Central, they got Indiana State offers, both twenty twenty sixes.
0: So, twenty
2: 2020- so, nothing from
3: IU Columbus, Zach, this week. <laughs> no, IU Columbus was oh well, maybe I don't know. They were quiet, huh? They were quiet. There was, this no, week. there
0: was a few of them. I think we just okay. I think we just missed them. Um. Try to find trying to find offers eh, I don't have that code set up it. how many D- Division 1 offers are there for you guys talk about those offers and I'll I'm do some database querying
2: yeah so is that the first D1 for Hazlitt and Curry yes it, Okay. Yeah.
3: first but not the last I'm sure Definitely no, not.
0: That, definitely not the
3: last. What what do we how do those guys' games compare to each other? Totally different to guys or I, th- I think so, right? I haven't I, really Collar, of Collar,
1: you, it.
0: you hail it. I'm typing right now. Sorry, I, I don't mean to
1: Yeah, I, I mean I think I think Curry right now, for this game, it's like a three and D type of thing. Um I think Hazlitt's more of a versatile player. They're definitely different players. Hazlitt's a lot more athletic. Um right now for his age. But, I mean, Curry's going to get there and everything. I know a lot of people are high on both of them. So, uh, completely different players. I mean, they could probably commit together and they would be just fine.
2: Are we thinking uh, high majors eventually?
1: I would assume – I mean, that just depends, I feel like, on the the summer, how they do summer-wise and everything. But I think as of right now, I see Hazlitt as more of a high major kid than I do Curry. But I mean, Curry's definitely got the it factor for for, uh, for sure. So especially if he's going to defend and he's going to you know hit the three ball really well. So but I think right now the higher upside's is with Haslett.
2: Yeah, I mean we keep I keep forgetting these are these kids got two and a half years left of ball too. So
1: oh yeah, they got a lot of maturing to do.
2: And Bricker, I know that's Dominique's guy. I mean we all we all like him and that team.
3: Warsaw's tough.
0: Okay, so here we are in what is what January of twenty twenty-four. Ten seniors have division one offers or have committed to division one schools. Ten. That's it. I'm sorry, active active offers. Active offers. Because there's some
2: And that's not, not quite counted, like that twenty one class, is it?
0: That's not counting catchings. You know, and that's not counting Josiah Gustin, who who had the Mercer offer but committed to the NAI school. That's not counting. And I'm not gonna name. I'm not gonna name some of these names. That's not counting some kids that I think we have a pretty good feel that those offers are no longer current. And that's not including walk ons. Ten. The class of twenty twenty five. I mean, only has sixteen so far, unless we've missed anything. The class of twenty twenty six has, again, twenty twenty six. These guys are sophomores. Have seven, so the twenty twenty six class is almost eclipsed as sophomores. The twenty twenty four class, current seniors. That's that's a wild stat.
2: Yeah, I think the twenty five class might get.
0: What are we thinking? Thirty? Yeah. It's, hold on. Let's.
3: How often does something like this happen in Indiana? We well, a weaker, a lower, or a weaker class? Or, uh... I mean
0: the the, the class of twenty twenty four in Indiana is not strong, and it's and I will say this: it's it's a conversation that I had a long time ago. With somebody who I know listens. So he'll he'll hear this. He's got a son that's a 2024 kid, and he had a son that's a 2021 kid. And I asked him back when these 2024 kids were like eighth graders it, how the how the two classes compare. And he said they were equal.
3: Yeah.
0: Then I asked him again after their freshman year, and he's like, they're they said still said they're about the same. And I was like, like the problem is, is you don't hear about any of these kids because they're not playing varsity. So well that that might be why <laughs> they're it's not as good as twenty twenty one because they're they're not uh
2: dude that's not even a real knock because twenty one was unreal
0: twenty one for had forty eight yeah. now oh, let's do it this way um where recruit type and recruit type this is riveting radio audio equals we're going down the
2: recruiting rabbit hole here
0: commit oh boy 42 kids committed to division one schools in from the class of 2021 now let's let's hold on let's remember that number okay so these are the ones we have to get rid of we got to get rid of walk-ons caleb edwards iupui uh I'm not gonna name names. Let's just go get rid of the one, two, three, four, um, four. Let's see, four,
2: four, four, four. Everybody, keep listening. I promise we're gonna get. We'll get, get there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll
0: get there. Five, six seven uh, I'm almost done eight eight of the 42 were walk-ons or other sports so we're just not doing enough a good enough job on the code to to differentiate football or different sports so that's still 34 kids committed to division one schools from the class of 2021. I mean that's that's the list we're talking about now COVID has changed some of that because obviously that created a log jam with 2022, 2023, 2024. It's finally, we're finally through the window of COVID babies. Uh, Transfer portal has changed some of that as well, but uh, yeah, 2026 is almost caught up to 2024 and their recruiting cycle is just in its infancy. So I, I just I just think that was interesting that that you know two kids here picking up offers early and I think now that we're getting through the COVID kids in college I I think and the transfer rules the transfer portal rules changing a little bit we might start to get back to a little bit of normalcy on recruiting where colleges will start recruiting sophomores a little more heavily than they had the last three years I guess that's kind of where I was going with that so. Not a great point, but curious. Nonetheless. Point nonetheless. Point nonetheless. So the question was how do Hazlitt and Curry compare to each other? I think Curry's more of a two, Hazlitt's more of a three. I think Curry is I didn't I I apologize, I didn't hear Kyler's answer in full. I think Curry is probably a little bit more refined off the dribble in, into a jump shot. I think Hazlitt, the bigger body, is able to finish a little bit more consistently around the basket. And I I think that Hazlitt is also, I think both of them are very good catch-and-shoot guys. So as Hazlitt sort of refines that, maybe being a movement shooter guy, I think Curry has got some, he can be that kid too, where he just comes off screen and firing. And I, I I like both. I mean, both of them are Division One kids. Uh, to me, there's no question. Uh, and I'm just I'm anxious to see how good Curry, especially, gets coming off screens and and getting the ball in and out of his shooting pocket as quickly as possible. Uh, he's pretty good at it right now as a, as a sophomore. As far as his release, he's just got to get more consistent. But off the catch, if he's if he's his feet are set I mean he he can hit contest he can hit contested shots he doesn't care about I mean he's he's good at shooting through bit you know through clouded vision so the, the key will be is just how good he becomes coming off screens and just catching and firing because this is it after wall after fine's gone walston has gone he's the top guy on the scouting report after this year. So he'll have to get better at that. Anybody got anything else for this, this most recent group of k- recruiting? Nope. No, no, nope. nope. All right, we got seven undefeated teams left in the state of Indiana. Who was it? Who who was it that broached the topic last week, middle of last week, of which team do we think will be the last team undefeated this year? Who was that? Was that Patrick?
2: I don't think it was. I, I responded pretty quick, but yeah. I don't think I brought it
0: up. Was it Dominique then? We'll, we'll blame Dominique.
2: Sure, he's not here. Blame him.
0: Blame him nothing. It's a great topic. Richmond is 16-0. Tipton is 14-0. Lawrence North is 14-0. Fisher's thirteen 13-0. Greenfield Central, 13-0. Lake Central, 12-0. Westfield, 10-0. We lost two undefeated this week, correct? Wapahani. And Cathedral, I think Wapahani lost to Delta? Yorktown. Yorktown. And then Cathedral lost to Garen Catholic. Cathedral played without its second and third leading scores. So the question was, is which of the undefeated teams will be the last to fall from the undefeated ranks? And the answer is Who?
2: Greenfield Central Cougars.
0: I think they're the last to fall?
2: That was gonna be mine.
0: <laughs>
2: so I agree. We can agree. That's fine. I agree. No problem with agreeing. I mean, I see I'm looking at their schedule here. I'm looking at, at Delta is a challenge. Uh at Avon. Of course, all these games you gotta show up, but most likely at Delta's a challenge. At Avon's gonna be a challenge. Um, other than those two, I, I like their chances. Fishers Fish. has a brutal schedule. Ellen has a brutal schedule.
3: So go I'm ahead, saying, you're saying Greenfield' schedule's weak. No, I'm <laughs> saying they're the most likely to go undefeated, which was the question asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, but then you went on to say Fishers has a tough schedule. Wait, no, they're the mean.
0: most... Fishers? the question was... Morris. No, the, the question... <laughs> that is sort of the question. The question is who's going to be the last to fall. So... Greenfield's biggest hurdle coming up, oddly enough, at Shelbyville. Shelbyville having a good year. And nine and five. Okay.
3: Yeah, nine and five. A couple Is of like good wins. Any and kind I, of rivalry or anything or not really? Uh, I don't know. Just a regular some conference Some of that game. stuff falls okay. off my radar.
0: Yeah. But the at Delta, so that's February 1st. So at Delta.
3: That's that's big time. I'd circle that one. All right.
0: That's, no, that's that's a good one. now they did get a little bit of fortune. They played Mount Vernon without Erdel. Ertle will be back for the sectional, presumably, 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 yeah. presumably.
2: So he's not coming back until sectional is what we're thinking.
0: No, he'll be back by sectional. Okay, I'm just saying that's the next time they would have a chance to play.
1: At Pendleton Heights is not necessarily a easy one. I mean, I think they're capable of winning it.
0: I mean,
3: Perry any good? Perry, no, three and eleven. Oh God, yeah. no, no. 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 Martinsville, oh gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Martinsville started two oh. zero. they got to go all the way down to Martinsville.
3: Ugh. One, two, three. And four. Perry's got
0: th- Perry had a three win, three game winning streak before they before County. Five. Now, granted, it was two one A schools and Sycina, but. Kyler, if Her- kyler if
2: heritage hills plays Jesus. greenfield who are you taking you got to pick one. Oh, gosh team.
1: oh god don't do that <laughs> Bob, i'll we'll
2: put taking you on the greenfield. spot
1: no i'm taking greenfield that game i, I think yeah. i think i'm taking greenfield that and, here, that and
0: here's the, the thing
2: no i'm just saying that cuz i know he's he's iu and he wants some his boys there
0: beyond their point guard who i like the rest of that group is 64 across the board <laughs> unless I'm missing something. And they didn't have that kind of functional size last year when they had Dylan Moles. You know, they had kids. I mean, obviously some of those kids, it's the same kids. It's just they're a year better. And that's the conversation we have at the beginning of the year. It's okay that everybody else gets better. It's not just about your stars. And and in their case – you know, those guys have, have really stepped up and, you know, they're they're able to handle the speed of the game a little bit better. You know, and it's funny, last year the game they lost to Anderson in the sectional, those guys actually did pretty well. And I'm, you know, and I'll have get their guys like Robertson and and um, this is where my brain... Goes to mush. Um Zach,
2: I I gotta throw out Lake Central's a possibility too because they just have a bear like next two weeks. They got Valpo Portage, Chesterton, Maribel, East Chicago, back to back to back. Oh, I know. Yeah, that conference just tough. And I'm not saying like one is even all that much better than the other. They're just so
3: evenly matched. Should be some good games. Yep. Yep, I agree. That I think it's gonna be tough for them to go undefeated. I was just looking at Greenfield Central schedule. Five of their last nine games are against teams with a losing record.
0: Right. I mean, at Shelbyville will be hard. At against Delta would be very hard. Avon will be Avon will be difficult, even though they've been a little bit kind of an up and down up and down deal. I mean, they've they've had some nice wins where they've struggled to get going. Um, but you know they also just had a six-game winning streak snapped by Mount Vernon. So if so, let's say Delta is is a major roadblock. That's February first. Let's look at Fisher's schedule at Avon. Presumably they'll take care of that. They would definitely be favored that game. They would be favored at Carroll. I ironically enough now they play Franklin Central, who has been tough. They've been a tough out on the 26th their major hurdle next
3: yes who plays february 1st february 1st westfield Westfield. fishers
0: so westfield and fishers both
3: we're gonna learn a lot february 1st potentially here
0: now westfield's on a three-game road trip starting this week this week alone they're on a three-game road trip at noblesville at brownsburg at tri-west all three (laughs) of those games i mean they go to brownsburg and lose no one would be surprised
3: no, one. Oh, let's circle this February first one too. L. N. at Carmel. <laughs> Jim's like, well, maybe uh-huh. not. <laughs> I'd, love
0: to, I'd love to tell you that. If that's the case, then we've got Fisher's at Carmel on January twenty seventh.
3: Tell you I, what, February first is gonna be fun because we got Richmond and Anderson too.
0: I mean, that's where i I mean, I'll be at Carmel. Yeah, Richmond and Anderson was—that's and yeah the Richmond thing.
3: Richmond's got new pal coming up. I mean, we could lose th- four of them this week, right? Like West Westville or West—sorry, Westfield, Westfield plays Field Noblesville. Could be could lose to Noblesville, right? Yep. Oh, absolutely. think yeah. mean,
0: I still have Noblesville ahead of Westfield, so yeah, I think Noblesville's going to win. Okay. Lake Central
3: could lose to Valpo. Richmond could lose to New Pal. Tipton could lose to Gogomo. Yeah. I mean, we we could be down to what seven, three after. This that's week. why
0: we did that this week.
3: Boom. That's yeah.
0: so why when I heard that topic come come through our Slack, I was like, we need to hurry up and talk about that. I think it's a good topic.
3: I'm spelling a couple locks too, coming up later on. <laughs> yeah, we all need to pick an undefeated lock to well, lose.
0: We don't, we got to pick them to lose, do we? Yeah. I mean, I am. Yeah. yeah. My, I, I I mean, my lock is Noblesville over Westfield, but.
2: We're just going to get this out of the way now. Go ahead. And... I mean, we don't have to, but yeah,
0: I just wanted to get it out there first.
2: How is everybody just going to go ahead and dismiss Tipton since they got Kokomo coming up?
0: Well, I, I mean, we did. I mean, we did just say their name real quick, but yeah, I mean, they've got.
3: At Adam Central, they I was I mean, gonna say, probably, so realistically, if they do beat Kokomo, who else do we see?
0: Well, at Adam Central, I mean, Adam Central's having a hell of a year. I still think Tipton right. goes in there and wins.
3: Yeah, Oak I mean, Yeah, they beat,
2: they win at Kokomo. It's Oak Hill's been playing looking real night. nice. Shenandoah. Shenandoah. they only got
0: one more loss on their record. That's Kokomo. The Hoosier Conference playoffs. I don't know how that works schedule wise, but Central Catholic is always a tough out. Twin Lakes, West Lafayette both having really good years for the mm-hmm. or, well, for West Lafayette both having really good years. Being three A teams, I I don't know the difference. You know, I don't want I don't know what to expect as far as what they bring to the table talent wise. But but Twin Lakes has always been kind of a tough out. And I'm not sure how much like, Tipton has beaten those teams in the past. Like,
2: All right, Coach Cliff Hawkins, we need you to shock the state this weekend. We need you to go into Kokomo and keep that undefeated streak alive.
0: I guess the last time Tipton played Twin Lakes, they beat them by 16. I mean, hopefully they'll, you know, they roll into Coke one this week. Hopefully there's no weddings they got to worry about.
3: Yeah, geez. Friday Maybe Flory will have a wedding to go to. There we go. I mean, I mean, there we go. Soccer banquet or something. Yeah, he a soccer player.
0: Nobody misses basketball stuff for soccer.
2: <laughs>
3: no.
0: No. Zach, jeez. Soccer's almost over. It's never over. Indoor soccer.
3: Nope, exactly.
0: If Tipton goes undefeated, are we viewing that as say they run the table? Okay. Again, Tipton's the mothership. It's, it's, my family's from there. I'm not quite calling it a home away from home because that's not the case, but but I do I do cheer for them. As an adult, I cheer for them to be successful. As a kid, not so much. <laughs> uh if they go undefeated, is that as would that be as heralded as any of these other four A teams going undefeated?
2: Um the win at Kokomo would I mean that legitimizes. That, I guess that's whole true. Season. That yeah, that would yeah. be a pretty
0: damn good win.
1: Man, look at like Fisher's and Lawrence North's like remaining schedule. That's just that's hard to compare, I think.
0: Well, yeah, Lawrence North plays Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. yes. That's really hard to compare. Wait, are you saying these other schedules
3: aren't any good? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wait a second. I thought I was mine. My, that's mine. My <laughs> I'm bad cop in this one. Let's go. <laughs> I'm the de- devil's advocate. That's what I'm going to do. All
0: right. It's not well, as bad as I thought. Yeah. I was going to say, I was trying to. Tipton has played Kokomo 29 times according to since through the John Harrell era here. And I was thinking that maybe it had been a while since they had beaten Kokomo, but that's not the case. A little bit more, a little bit more balanced than what I thought. But before 2013. Nope. Maybe
2: they got him when the Derek Elston years, like in 08, 09.
0: Uh, there's definitely, yeah, there's one right there, 08. Yeah. It's not as imbalanced as I thought. You, you, go, you got to go back 15 years before it starts to really get Kokomo dominant.
3: Would
2: it be fair to say Tipton has the backcourt advantage?
0: Oh yeah, oh you mean the Kokomo?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Well, sure, but that's you know, I'm gonna favor the 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 just player crush aspect. that is Grady Carpenter. So this this Tipton have any size that can
1: give Flori any kind of fit?
3: Football not... player to push him
2: around, yeah, no, like three or like... four bodies to just. I mean, they've the they've
0: got some bodies they can put out there that they don't rely on offensively. Uh, but they're going to have to do it with people with numbers. They're going to have to put one in front, one in back. You know, and if anybody can concoct a concoct a uh, a complicated scheme to guard somebody like Flory, it'd, it'd be Hawkins. You know, they've got the and. Yeah, that's. I mean, they they do have some. They do have some size on the JV. They got a couple bodies they could throw out there, but nobody with experience. I mean, their biggest starter is Grady. It's Carpenter.
3: <laughs> you mean they couldn't simulate that flurry in practice?
0: Yes, that's
3: yeah. They're oh, okay. they're, they're working that uh-huh. right now. Yeah,
0: they could give Elston a jet pack and I'm not sure they would be able to duplicate the athleticism that Flory has. No offense, Derek.
3: All right. Looking at Fishers, we've got, they've got Avon left, Franklin central, who just had a good run in that tournament. Carmel Westfield, cathedral, LN, Zionsville. Holy smokes. Yeah. We know,
0: we know some of these dudes are going to lose because they play each other.
2: Does anybody know this to be announced on February 3rd in Illinois? No. Oh,
0: foul in Illinois? No. It's not a state team. Do I do we care? Do I care? You guys like that stuff more than I do.
1: I mean, we're we gonna count that if they lose. Is well, yeah, a it's a loss. Yeah, it's
0: on the schedule.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Schedule's final. I mean, Patrick, you would have enjoyed that Carmel Trinity game more than I did.
2: Not really. I'm not the biggest Trinity uh, fan.
0: No, but you knew who the players were.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Fishers has the toughest schedule left of everybody. Yeah. I mean, Avon, I mean, Carol's got talent, even though they're struggling. Franklin Central. You know, and I'm not putting it past I mean, the Carmel's getting Carmel's gotten better each game. They just have to turn that corner from a from a consistently getting wins perspective. But then it's Westfield's Cathedral, it's Lawrence North, back to back to back. Well, the O'Fallon, Illinois game, and they close at Zionsville, which won't be easy. Then they they close the year against North Central.
1: Yeah, that's a buzzsaw.
0: I mean, that's tougher. I mean, that's definitely the toughest part of their schedule.
3: Uh, the looks like the Illinois one says Homewood Flosmer. Oh, out of Chicago. Oh, yeah. They're 16, They're usually one right pretty good. Now. They're 16 to one right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ellen's in the same boat. There you go, Zach. Look at you, man. Westfield. I can well, believe it. Doesn't talk as much as everybody else. He can do the research. He's got it.
2: When you do talk, man, it's not, it's something
3: good coming out, <laughs> right? Right. Mister Hot Take here, spitting them facts.
0: The guy who hates hot takes has the hot, had the hottest take of all. Westfield's got the easiest schedule of the four of the. Start to say the 418s, but that's not true. Westfield has the easiest schedule of Westfield Fishers and Cathedral. Our Westfield Fishers and Lawrence North. Lawrence North has Fishers North Central again. Uh Ben Davis.
2: By the way, Zach, Homewood-Flossmoor, they've got a top 50 kid in the nation, Bryce Hurd, all sorts of D1 offers. 6-6 six, six guard. That'll definitely be interesting, man. He's tough.
1: You said Bryce Hurd? Yep. He used to play at Montverde Academy.
2: He did. He played at a couple schools, I believe. He went to Kenwood in Chicago before that. That's good.
0: Richmond's coming through the toughest part of their schedule. I mean, their schedule has been a little underwhelming.
3: They lost somebody to injury, didn't they, recently? Oh. I Uh, I didn't see that. Shoot.
1: (laughs) Fake news.
2: New pal at Anderson Kokomo. No, Zach
0: follows follows more school counts than than probably any of us. And I'm sure there was a, somebody got hurt. There was a retweet involved, but yeah. Anderson Kokomo Lafayette, Jeff Harrison's going to be a tough out. Although they, God, man, wait, maybe not. Dang. They lost six games in a row. They started the year five and one. They fell off a cliff.
1: Richmond barely beat Madison.
2: Don't ask Don't ask me how. Yeah, we were and, supposed uh, to have
0: an update on that from uh, Patrick.
2: Where was I? I was at, I was at New Albany-Scottsburg that night. But, yeah, good job, Madison. I mean, it was a five-point yeah, game.
0: Shoot. The, the 4A teams, Richmond has the softest of these schedules. I'd
1: like to see a Richmond Greenfield Central matchup. Could be you may see that. Yeah.
2: That's that sectional. would be a, really hey, both to. teams going into it undefeated first round matchup. That would be great.
1: <laughs> I circle that sectional as one I might go to this year.
0: What's, what was funny was the, uh, the interwebs, the, uh, Richmond interwebs people. I've already chalked up the Kokomo win, (laughs) which I find is, I mean, crap. Centerville might be a game as well as they're playing. Not a whole lot different schedule. I'm hoping coach, I'm hoping Billy coach Wright beefs up their schedule going forward. I know this is just his. I know this is just his. I thought it was his second year, his third year at the school, but he's got to be at a point now where they're. Some of the teams, the top part of that schedule is not great.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ryder Kate's out for them. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, that was the. Yeah. The,
3: okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, he took a fall.
3: Yeah, he's Was only he played 12, for a while or what? he's only played 12 games so he hasn't played recently
0: see Richmond playing Richmond playing Jay County that that's a game that should happen East Central that's a game that should happen um Connorsville that's that's a rivalry I think to some degree and I say that just because of geography I mean they are they are out there now in back in the day Richmond would play Indianapolis schools. Or more, they would play Indianapolis area schools.
2: That I don't understand how the Madison game came about, or at Franklin County, even.
0: Well, yeah, in some in some regards, those are decently close. You know, once you once you wipe away the conference teams, I mean, Newcastle's their closest conference game.
3: Yeah, that Richmond conference is a mess. All the way to Lafayette.
0: I mean, if you yeah, if you get a situation where you're in Richmond, it's no different than Terre Haute, North and South. To to play a four A school, you've got to go a distance.
2: I mean, why don't they play Greens or Greenfield? That yeah, that would make know. sense.
0: I don't know. We got to set that up.
1: Regular season game between those two.
2: You heard it. Kyler said so. Set it up. I want.
0: Well, back in the... Richmond used to play Arlington. Of course, Arlington's no longer a school, but they used to play Plainfield. play Plainfield. trying to think who... I guess I don't have to think. I guess I can scroll back and look at some of those teams that they used to play back in the...
3: Plainfield would be a drive. Where's Fallon Academy?
0: Is that Chicago? Where's it Peoria?
3: Northside Homeschool. What's that?
0: Oh, the Val the Camps in Ohio. My fault. They ho- they hosted them. Yeah, that's so, yeah. It's, some of those, some of the other stuff is pretty
3: bad. Complete beatdown. Alawanda, 77 seventy seven twenty nine.
0: I mean, they played Manual. They played Ron They played Plainfield. They played Indianapolis, Washington. They played Indianapolis, How They played Arlington. They played Greenfield Central.
2: Oh, half those schools don't even exist anymore.
0: <laughs> that's fair. They, uh, <laughs> Those Centerville teams back then were extremely good. Of course, that was back when the NCAA, the NCAA, the NCC was producing, like Anderson was top two or three in the state a lot of years. Muncie Central had two years in a row. They go to the state finals. You scroll down to 2004. Anderson Highland, they're playing then. That's no longer a school. Uh, let's see, they play Tech. They play Warren Central. That's that's the one that was. That's the one I remember. It was the Warren Central ones. Uh, you know, they were playing. Bloomington North. I mean, they're playing a challenging schedule outside of.
2: What years was this?
0: These these were the mid two thousands.
3: Patrick, yeah, before... uh, New Pal lost to Newport, Kentucky. How's how's Newport? Very good. Like top two or three team in the state, good. I mean, they, they, play... lost, they lost to them by six, and then only lost to Greenfield by four. New Pal did.
0: So Chad Bolser, who is, I think, still their athletics director, his second year at Richmond, was 2000 1999 2000 season mm-hmm. Anderson Highland which is no longer school but usually really good months well let's see Arlington Manuel Cathedral Connersville Lawrence North Warren Central and then Greenfield Jay County New Powell I mean Now, back then, Greenfield and New Power, smaller schools. Jay County still is a 3A school. I mean, they just always played a challenging schedule. I don't know when it changed. Trying to look here at the loose years. I don't know. I, I guess it's just their schedule the last two years has just been pretty light. You know, and even their tournament, it's such a big field that a couple of those games are just kind of gimmies, but, And not just for them, but for the big schools too, the other big schools. Maybe they
2: yeah. got a new AD in. I don't, you know, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, to some extent, the high school coach is still the, I think the driver of the schedule. You know, unless they were requiring a number of home games and they've they've struggled to get guys to go out to Richmond, I guess that would be the one excuse. But I mean, if Lawrence North or Fishers or or Westfield goes undefeated during the regular season, that's going to be way more impressive than if Richmond does it. Although, I mean, if Richmond does it, that means they will have beaten Kokomo, but that's that would be like their one signature win.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ad Anderson's pretty solid, but yeah, yeah. That's Kokomo's. Yeah. That's we'll
0: we'll a big see. One. We'll see what happens for them because you're right that those yeah those would be good wins for sure. I shouldn't have,
3: shouldn't have. Yeah. Jeff's not bad this year.
0: No, Jeff is good. Yeah, I and I named them earlier when I went okay. through their schedule, yeah. and but you're you're right. Yeah, but I mean up to now it's been kind of Cupcake City, and I would like to see Greenfield schedule up, especially next year. I'm, I'm sure that's in the works with Mollins. Sure
2: it, I mean we all kind of have them in the Hall of Fame is what we're thinking
0: they certainly should be part of the conversation
2: you need that Greenfield Heritage Hills game with Kyler in the front row man I might be <laughs> right there with you
0: I, don't, I don't, tell- don't know when I don't know when Greenfield has ever really I mean, what did
2: they do they, during the, like, Hamilton years?
0: I mean, I guess they did play Warren Central every year. Like they played Berbuff for, for a nice stretch. Looks like they <laughs> used to – Burbuff used to open with Carmel back in the day, and it looks like for a number of years they opened with Greenfield. They played Richmond. They're typical, what are now their conference schools – Yeah, I mean the greenfield of your now. You know, keep in mind too, the like Eastern Hancock has been really good the last four years, and that's a county rival. I I don't begrudge them playing that, but yeah, it's just it's it'd be nice if they were if hopefully they'll schedule up next year. I mean, it's a good conference.
3: I don't. I don't get why they're the, in the one they're in. That's nuts.
0: That's a good conference. Why? What's wrong?
3: Just the distance for everything. Oh well. Proximity.
0: Delta is the only the only bad I'll,
3: drive for them. Delta. I'm, I'm talking about Richmond. Sorry.
0: Oh, North Central Conference. Well, that's yeah, just sorry. tradition. That's just tradition. It, it is what it is on that. So all these teams are 4A, right? Oh, no, that's not true, is it?
2: So, no. Kyler, your pick was Greenfield. Yeah, I'm going to go with them. Zach, what, what were you thinking? Oh, jeez. Putting I'm you on the spot.
0: I'm going Lawrence North. North.
3: Yeah, LN's probably got to be a good one for me, too.
0: We really didn't talk about Lake Central that much.
2: No, just that they have that. Two or three week stretch
3: coming here where it's brutal for them. Yeah, Lowell's bad, but Valpo this Friday.
0: Valpo, Portage, Portage Chesterton.
3: Chesterton. Yeah, I'd, Maribille, East, I, Maryville East. I all these Hammond Central is awful, but then Crown Point. Any of those could sneak up on them.
0: But they've not played an easy schedule up to now. They've, I mean, they pounded Gary West. Gary West having a really good year. They, they snuck by Munster.
3: We talked about the Pike and Park Tudor games. Those would be interesting mm-hmm. to see, and they handled those. Solid wins. Harrison's a good win. Man, I don't they, care
2: what the record is. Hammond-Morton, that win, they have a solid team, man. I watched them. They got some They got some dogs on that team.
0: Well, and here's a – so they, they thumped Gary West, who's having a good year. They thumped. Laporte, who's having a good year.
2: Beat South Bend, Washington, who we know has some talent.
0: Yeah, also, beginning of the year, we certainly thought South Bend, Washington.
3: Yeah. Also saw them lose by 40 to Warsaw. 40 to
0: Warsaw, yeah.
3: But Warsaw's that team, Zach.
0: Well, and I don't, and I don't think 3 is out of the woods yet with them because, again, every time they step on the court, South Bend, Washington, for a while, for the first half of March, for sure, is going to have the best player on the floor. So, but yeah, Lake Central. That I think their schedule gets a little stiffer. Crown points. No, eight if they if they
2: get through that, man, you got to give them, oh, massive nice. credit.
0: I mean, the only team they play. They played two teams the rest of the year with losing records. No, yeah, three. Mc- count in McCutcheon,
3: Hammond Central, and Lowell, yeah.
0: Yeah, three. So. Yeah, I'm going Lawrence North as my last team standing.
3: Yeah, Tipton's tough. Richmond's tough. Lake
2: Central. Yeah. Hold on, Jim. They go to Carmel. What are you saying? Yeah,
3: remember February first? Circle it.
0: <laughs> Circle I mean, it. I'll, I'll I'll be there. I'm
3: more it's thinking
0: of Florida. more thinking of February third. Now the thing with LN is that they have had some instances where they've coasted a little bit, but those have also been games where they've won by twenty. So,
2: I mean, I that's the, that's the Evan Harrell breakout game,
3: February first.
0: No, the Evan Harrell oh. breakout game was North Central.
3: Okay, look he at this. Really, he,
0: he was really good.
3: New powell has got a chance to take out a couple undefeateds here. They've got LN on the schedule, and then they got Richmond coming up. They could knock a couple big dogs off. And they had a shot against Greenfield a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, last year LN was their first loss. New Powell. they were undefeated. The New Pal or the LN came in at New Pal without Xavier Robinson and beat him by one. I was at that game.
3: New pal solid other than Gizzy besides Gizzy.
0: Yeah, they've got a trio of juniors that are that are good. Good
3: size. Uh
2: so what Slagley, like 6'4"? Six, six, decent,
0: yeah. Bunch of bunch of corn fed beef eaters, man. Um, yeah, Slagley's one and then um
2: now, to beat Lawrence North, man, like I watched some of their games, but Marion County attorney, you're going to have to have some height. Pat McNew and oh. Miller, man, they're they're tough up front.
0: Gizzy's, Gizzy's cousin, Moses Haynes. Noah's son. Haynes's dad led the state in the scoring one year when he was in high school at Frontier.
3: They play dudes. They have enough, like, play a good amount of guys or six Mm. or seven.
0: I mean, it looks like you if you trust how their scoring is balanced, looks like outside of their, they probably play seven or eight guys.
3: Oh yeah, you're right. They only have one senior. Wow.
0: Yeah. All right, top game.
3: Uh, This is where I sign off.
0: You didn't go to any games this week?
3: I went to Penn Gymtown.
0: There you go. Let's go.
3: Yeah, I want to hear it. The Jimmies.
0: The Tyler Layton Classic. Let's go. Mm. Shout out to Coach Layton. (laughs) Gymtown.
3: Yep, Gymtown winning most of the game. Actually, all the game until the fourth quarter. Uh, Well, that's a good game then. Yeah. All right. All right. Junked it up enough to slow it down quite a bit and a couple turnovers at the end, a couple missed shots, a couple officiating uh, bugaboos for me that were interesting and uh, end up losing 35 31. Yeah, I said that 35 31 was the final score. Where's that shot clock? We, uh, were you in I, Southern Indiana? I don't think the
0: shot clock's going to save uh. that game. I I think <laughs> I think the shot. Well, we pat Patrick, you weren't around. When we had these discussions. Like I've, heard them. I've heard I them. I think the shot us. clocks actually probably will lower some scores in some instances. I think you'll see maybe some cause coaches.
2: some field goal percentages to go down.
0: I I think you'll see some coaches exhaust every second they came out of that shot clock. I think you'll see coaches do more defensively because they know they have a finite, as long as they don't give up offensive rebounds, they'll have a finite window to defend and they can talk their players. They can get their players to buy into it. And I do think you'll have some teams that kind of struggle to score in a half court that will eventually have to force up a bad shot. And I think it'll take a while before it'll produce any type of higher, of, of consistently higher scoring. I don't, I don't, I don't go to a lot of high school games where the possessions are thirty seconds long. Come on so down to Lagoda or Barrie. I trust me. I tr- my my <laughs> team is a team that values that that goes through stretches of games valuing possessions and and they they still aren't. Except for the end of a quarter, they aren't possessing the ball. I guess you might need some shot clocks down there because they all, all all those dudes down there play each other. But up here, teams can turn each other over. So Penn came back and beat. Yeah. Jimtown.
3: Yep. yep. That is
0: the best name in the state of the Jimtown Jimmies.
3: It's a good one. Good Town one. Jim is. They're it's up 28-25 going into the fourth. Jim a was. stellar name. 28-25 going into the fourth. Who led for? It was 19-11 at halftime. We need a topic on best team names. Best mascot?
2: Yeah, best mascots.
0: That'd be the Bedford Stars. There you go. All right, so we're not going to do that topic. <laughs> the Bedford Stars is not. If we had the Weebo Stars, we had the Western Boone Stars. It would just be top, it'd just be teams that have unique names like the Carmel Greyhounds. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: The North Du Bois Jeeps. The Northeast Du Bois Jeeps. Mm-hmm. I love that one.
2: The Shoals Jug Rocks.
0: The Jug Rocks. Back in the day, there was AAU teams called Shoals 1, Shoals 2, and Shoals 3.
2: (laughs) Must have been everybody in town. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Those old old AAU State tournaments, they're old by today's standards, I guess, mid-'90s. Those old AAU State tournament programs were – they'd have Shoals 1, Shoals 2, Shoals – and they'd all have like six guys on it. I should have kept those programs. Those are good-looking.
2: all right, Kyler,
1: you go ahead.
0: Yeah, best game. Best game.
1: Out. Um. Oh, I only went to one game last week. Uh, I went to Park Tudor in North Central. As part of oh, that was a good one then. Yeah, it was a good one, real good one. Uh, that was part of the Marion County tournament. Um, really good game, real back and forth throughout. There was never really a big edge for either side. Poppy Rivera, North Central. Junior guard, I think. Yeah. yeah no, yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he started off the game three for three from uh from behind the arc. You know, he's just uh, we said it plenty of times before, but man, every every time he gets a shot off, it just feels like it's going in. He's he's that kind of player, that microwave scorer. Um, just always really impressed with him. Jackson Bell with North Central was also pretty good here as well. Played like a mature senior. Um, made a lot of the dirty you know dirty plays that you need to like get to a win. Um did a lot of the dirty work there. But, um, you know, Park Tudor, really scrappy team. They got some guys on there, you know, that wanted to compete. Hudson Horvath, um, probably, well, he's just going to be my player of the week or best performance. Um, I think he finished with 20, 22 points. I know he had the game high, Um, real scrappy guard. You know, he's not ever going to be the biggest guy on the floor, but I mean, he's going to be one of the toughest. So. Um, scores at all three levels and, you know, just had a game, put Park Tudor on his back. But North Central ended up winning that game 61-58. to So came down to um, I think Park Tudor had a chance to win the game or at least tie it down the stretch. But North Central just made one or two more plays, you know, to get that win. So really fun game. We're really back and forth.
0: So the Hudson's your player, best player performance?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to yeah, him. Yeah, he, he was, he was, yeah, he was solid. Five. Yeah, I'll give it to him. And then KJ, KJ Mark, um, as well. I thought he had a pretty good game as well. I think he had finished with eighteen points, um, for Park Tudor. So pretty bouncy player. Um, pretty athletic guy can get a shot off pretty well. So
0: he was the main culprit against Evansville Wrights when they played at North Central. Defensively, he was terrorizing. I mean North Central and in, in general. With I'm sorry, Park Tudor in general. With those, with KJ and with with uh, Cameron Washington, those two guys both were r- really created issues for Evansville Rights as guards, and just defensively, Park Tudors again two way level. I think there's that's definitely a team that's got to be. It's going to be a threat. I mean, they're, it's going to take a lot for me to not view them as one of me one of the top five excuse me five or six teams in the class man they, they were slept on before the season oh I don't know, no question
1: i don't know why didn't we have didn't think about them i mean i didn't either so but i mean they definitely got some good pieces you know on that team and i totally agree with you i feel like they're gonna, they're going to be a threat of that two-way level
0: all right patrick go ahead
2: uh game of the week uh it's got to be last Tuesday night uh Christian Academy over Silver Creek. Just uh it was overtime game. 59-56 Christian Academy win uh back and forth. Uh of course we know Case and Dagger uh, sophomore for Silver Creek. He did his thing with 17. Uh junior Walker Hoffman, it was best game I've ever seen him have. The coach's son. Um he was about six four, six five, just big boy. He was he was tough to stop inside, and
0: he is every hefty. time he
2: <laughs> every time he touched the ball, I mean, it was hard for Christian Academy to do anything against him. He was just the biggest kid out there on the floor. Uh, David Cook, man, um, breakout game for him. He's he's been sneaky good. We all know about Joshua Renfro, but David Cook, man, he's a He's a good Robin. He had 21 points, eight rebounds, and he just got super hot in the third quarter. Uh, throwing up shots, I was like, no, don't, don't shoot that. Don't shoot. I, okay, okay, good shot. Good stuff. And just went in everything he threw up there. Uh, came down to the end, tie ball game and overtime. Uh, they drew up a play in the huddle for Cook. And, of course, Silver Creek had him covered up and threw it over to junior Josh Chancey. Hadn't attempted a three all year, much less made one. And it. Kawhi Leonard bounces up and around and down through the net. Game over. Christian Academy won by three. So just a real good nice. game. Renfro finished with 23 uh, game high, but he, he's going to get his. It was David Cook that just put them over the top that game.
0: Mine is – yeah, pretty easy. Carmel Brownstown a game that was in overtime ended up being it was a, I mean it was a four final score was 60 to 59 it was really 60 to 56 Carmel got the benefit of a last second travel literally last second travel and hit a three at the buzzer to to bring it from 4 to 1. Uh it was a game that you know it was sort of it was weird. Both teams. I mean, Brownstown kind of controlled the early part of the game, but they could never really get away from Carmel. And I thought the Carmel did a really good job. Uh, Ryan Clevenger did an outstanding job, especially the first three quarters guarding better Jack better, uh, making things tough for him, driving at him, making him play defense, putting him in positions where he has to move a lot which, given the situation with his foot, makes sense. The whole game, Osborne was yelling at whoever Benner was on to drive him, drive him, drive him. Just challenging kids to go at him, to make him move as much as possible. Uh, Foul trouble quickly became a problem for both teams, Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. But Carmel fought their way back. They certainly were never out of the game. They certainly were never. was never a situation. Nobody was ever on the verge of blowing it out, but I thought Brownstown had control of the game for a while. And then Carmel had a chance to control the game. They were up five. And then Ryan Clevenger fouled out with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And he had a situation at the end of the third where he picked up his third foul, then he picked up his fourth. I I don't. I know nothing was done when he picked up his third to bring him out of the game, and that was, um. You know, you just got a lot of people there. Someone's got to let the head coach know that the kids got three fouls. And, and that so, was at what point in the game? Uh, about a minute, maybe maybe under a minute in the third quarter when he picked up his fourth.
2: Yeah, I gotta go ahead and sit him so at least for, through that quarter. Yeah.
0: And it's obviously took him out when he had his fourth. Came back in, he started the fourth quarter. And we saw what happened. And by we, I mean me and the other people in the gym, what happened when he wasn't in the game. You know, it was Carmel struggled to find the mixture of ball handling and shooting that they needed to turn the you know to basically control the game. They weren't going to be able to grind it out like they do in some instances because uh, Brownstown went to a 1-3-1. I'm sure they've seen some tape that Carmel struggles against a 1-3-1. Carmel's size in the backcourt hurts them in those situations because there's a lot of slow lob passes that while probably not always at risk at getting stolen, certainly uh, hinder any chance to just attack. I thought Carmel did do a pretty good job of attacking underneath the top guy of the zone and did a really good job of screening him off early in possession. But, but once Clevenger fouled out that put, literally 100% of the ball handling on Kudo. And he is just not – there's just not enough weapons out there when he and Clevenger aren't in the game. Ben Bremer has been a kid that they have they have since started. They they started him a little bit, or they brought him off the bench in the North, North Central Tournament over Christmas. He did an excellent job of hitting shots. He plays with zero conscious on offense, which is nice. Um, you know, he knows which shots are his to take. He takes them, I think that's a big deal to, to be willing and and to take those shots. Uh, and you know, as, as, as Brownstown climbed back in it and gained control, uh, hey, Parker Heyman fouled out. So that put Brownstown in the same situation that karma was in a little bit, except for their one guy was Jack Benner. But still, they had a hard time. You know, there was a stretch there as they were coming back in where, where Chase Coomer was hit a couple of trans hit a couple of shots in transition, converting on Carmel misses. Uh, and, and he and Colby Hall ended up both having pretty good games. Colby Hall, Evan Harrell, that matchup was was fun to watch. Thought they both had moments where they looked good. Evan Harrell had a really good game for Carmel. Shouldn't undersell that. But the but the key part of the game was just it was funny because both teams lost their 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 primary ball handlers. and in overtime, when it looked like Brownstown had control of the game, Benner fouled out. and I you know, I even talked to Chase a little bit after the game, Coomer, as good as I think those two kids are, Hall and Coomer, they aren't primary ball handlers, but they were the best ball handlers Brownstown had and it, and the look on Coach Bender's face was just like, oh, dear, we're going to give this game away. Because all of a sudden, Carmel amped up the pressure, and Brownstein had a hard time getting the ball past the free throw line, let alone half court.
2: It sounds like the definition of hanging on.
0: Uh, they definitely hung on, yeah. They definitely hung on. And, and, and a lot of it was, you know, Carmel was in a situation where they left some points on the board, probably had opportunities at the basket that they, they couldn't convert. They had some weird turnovers where kids got sped up a little bit. You know, there was a stretch there, in the I think, in the overtime period where they were really hustling to get loose balls, but then the next play would be a bad pass out of bounds. You know, and and where they're able to hang on and, and be one possession game, they didn't have the, the live ball turnovers that they've had in, in some situations. Uh, and that makes a big difference. I mean, turnovers are one thing. Live ball turnovers are a completely different animal.
2: Yeah, that Harold Hall matchup would have been fun to see.
0: It was good. It was yeah. They they are they are different players. Uh, Hall is a little bit stretchier in terms of his ability to shoot. I thought Evan had some really nice looks from the three point line, that he has to take. It's going to be part of his development, and in a season like this, when you're really, well. From the outside in, in a season like this, when you're really looking to develop, you're looking for the development of the young guys, uh, he's got to take that shot. And there there is no hesitation from the bench when he takes that shot. And I view that as a positive, not that anybody asks. I just, I like the young guys that we've got, that Carmel has, and, you know, that's, that they're getting this experience is is going to bode well going forward.
2: You it know? sounds like Colby's just a little more developed at this point, and he is a year older.
0: Skill and, wise, yeah, yeah, and the things that translate.
2: He can. I mean, he can shoot that thing if you leave him open. He always has been.
0: And Coomer had a nice stretch where but he can you know, definitely he hits, shoot that. He hits a couple shots, and then it just changes the gravity of the game because you know it's on the scouting report can't leave him open can't let him get loose and he's going to shoot early in a possession
2: yeah he, he sees did, one goes in he's going to start feeling good and there's going to be two or three more coming
0: and i know benner ended up with 34 but a lot of it was a lot of it was in the fourth quarter in overtime a lot of it was at the free throw line and it it just I, I guess I thought, I thought Clevenger did a really good job on him. What and great all, is Clevenger? Senior. And as, as good as Heyman was the night before, he was not super productive against Carmel.
2: No, but he is a good, solid point guard. I mean, he's going to make somebody some D3 coach look real smart, man. That's well, kind of how I see him.
0: And the key for him is you have you can't leave him. I mean, I thought the stall kid for for Brownstown played well. He's, he's a good rebounder for them. Mm-hmm. He's, good a, role, he's a good defender. You know, he had a couple of turnovers where he's chasing down loose balls and just can't get get control of his body. You yep, another 6'6
2: six, six, kid for a 2A yeah,
0: school. It's crazy how big they are mm-hmm. for, for their size. Six, I know. six, 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 five. I mean, six, Hall four. and Coomer move in last year, so that helps. But still, if you take those two kids away, they're still six, five, six, 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 five. They probably got to go a little deeper in the bench to get get to that point. But
2: and then the, but, the Micah kid was out, I believe. I believe he's the he's the golfer. Is it Scheffler or Sheffler?
0: Sheffler. He did. Yeah, he did not play. And then a kid on JV scored twenty eight. Carter Covert.
2: Hmm. Well, at least there was no overtime, was there?
0: That no, was over. Oh, the JV wasn't overtime. No.
2: Sure.
0: So that was oh, my God. game of the. That was my game of the week.
2: You're just Zach- all over Brownstown this weekend, weren't
0: you? Oh, I saw him Friday night. We're going to get to that here in a minute. Zach, <laughs> who is your player?
3: Um, gosh, tough to find a player that kind of game
0: (laughs) Patrick who is your player
3: yeah all right I got two I'll I'll, I'll go for you Zach (laughs) yeah you go you
2: take mine take mine this week I got you all right Saturday man there was there's some real high scores on Saturday first I'm going to go with uh Chris Lampkins he had 28 versus Charlestown on Friday night 18 against Scottsburg the kid is a super athlete underrated he's just coming into his own as a basketball player Expect to hear a lot from him the next year or two. Also, uh, I streamed this game. I watched it. uh, The 56 points breaking Springs Valley single-game record, Deion Edwards uh, against Austin. Not only 56 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, a stat stuffer. And anytime you do anything to break Larry Bird's record at Springs Valley, you're doing something. So congrats to him and him. Deion Edwards, Chris Lampkins, Players of the Week.
3: i give you enough time there, Zach, to find somebody. Oh, I was supposed to find somebody? In the... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You want me to go? Was well, there anybody good at Penn? I mean, um Gym Town game, somebody. That's the only game I was at because we were out of weather stuff for Saturday. And... How did the Miamba look? Good in the JV game. Oh, he's is he getting most of his minutes? JV, uh, I mean, Kuhlman went to the bench quick in this one and played everybody a lot of minutes. I don't know if he was trying to figure it out or what was going on, but it, it yeah, Miyamah played a few minutes but didn't really stand out or do much. Um, uh, I don't, Bonner and Miller, I, I don't remember if Bonner even scored till the third or fourth quarter. Man. He does other things well, but he just couldn't score in this one. And keep in mind, there wasn't much scoring, right? I mean, he finished with six, and Miller finished with six, and then Matt Brown finished with 12. So that's (laughs) almost all your 35 right there.
0: Zach is foregoing player performance of the week. Wow,
3: foregoing
0: (laughs) blame it on the weather,
3: blame it on the weather. Yep, all right, my player performance of the
0: week, even though. Jack Benner had 34 against Carmel. I'm going Parker Heyman the night before at Silver Creek. I had him for 10 threes. Clearly, I can't count. He had nine threes. He had, I don't know what he ended up point-wise, but it's at least 27. Some of them looked effortless. I mean, the way he was shooting the ball, was like, jeez. You know, I was like, that's one more thing for Carmel to worry about the next night. I wasn't necessarily down there to scout Brownstown. That's not. Right, not my role. It's not.
2: Yeah,
0: it's not, right. Well, not we got a Michigan
2: situation here. going on here. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, it's,
0: unfortunately, it's allowed at the high school level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be hard to enforce somebody that doesn't. Well, I guess I. Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't work for the program. I don't. I'm not on staff. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want. I want to go down and watch Silver Creek's young kids. I want to go down and. and Watched them play good competition. It just happened to be against Brownstown and thought Parker Heyman was really good. You know, shot the ball extremely well. They found people. Brownstown snatched control of that game pretty early. Uh, Well, not not super, super early because, you know, you were talking about uh, Hoffman's son. He's a load, man. He can be. What is he? What are we thinking? About 250? he's he's a real good football player <laughs> he's got to be an offensive lineman I think uh I think I heard he's a tight end is he yeah he's got a chance to be an offensive lineman
2: <laughs> has a real future in. I think you should, I think
0: you you reshape his body you put some muscle on that thing and he is he's he's got a probably good future I don't know what his athleticism is. But he is, uh, he was a load. And once, but once Brownstown figured that out, I know Dagger hit some shots. I don't want to go too deep in that game, but I know Dagger hit some shots kind of late in the game, third, fourth quarter, when it was sort of by that point, Brownstown had been decided. But Heyman was impressive.
2: Who did they put, uh, who, who was on Hoffman? Was it Hall or Stahl for Brownstown?
0: Uh, you're gonna to have to ask Not me sure. to pay attention to stuff like that yeah I don't I mean they they, awesome. they, they they mix it up they playing a lot of one three, one that was the only thing I it was the one that I texted a couple of my friends who have kids in the team I I said well Brownstown does two things that gives Carmel fits they have length and they 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 run a one through one and of course the one one one's obviously contingent upon being either super quick or super long and Brownstown's definitely super long. Yeah, Haman was good, and then equally not good against Carmel. Just didn't hit, wasn't hitting. I don't, I don't know that he played with as much urgency against Carmel.
2: But I bet he didn't turn the ball over many times either. I wouldn't. He's no, just but, a good, solid point man.
0: No, but we. I don't think. Carmel's never been a team that's turned people over a lot, but without him and Bender, they turned it over a lot. About so nothing else. His presence, you see it there when he's off the floor. It does kind of change what they do. But yeah, he was he was impressive against Silver Creek, and and oddly enough, a lot of it was was wide open. Coach Hoffman probably seen him in his sleep that night. You bringing up Brownstown
2: gives me a chance to mention a shout out to their AD for hooking me up every every time I go right? out there. Thank you, Maria. You're See, that's, appreciated.
0: Above and, that's not even, nece- that's above and beyond. That's not even necessary. It's just like, yes. I did check with Hoffman before I went down to Silver Creek just to make sure it wasn't rolling into like a hardcore sellout. And he was very nice and said, No, just come on down, we'll be good either way. So that's southern was... hospitality, right, Kyler? Yes, sir. Never fails. Found me, a little, found me a little table next to the spotlight guy. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a neat, I like it. It's a neat gym.
2: Once you pass six, Zach, I mean things start to happen. Hey, just I've got,
3: I've got good things. Of. I've got yeah, good get, things get... up here too.
0: Okay, good. Yeah, it's, it's just
3: not that east place that place over yeah it's 419
0: schools were good yeah (laughs) that 420th seems to be a problem
3: it's not just us
0: any surprises this week don't have don't have to have them but any surprises
3: yeah, I'll throw out start, a couple here. I start writing it down
0: because I know mid midweek I was like, oh, that's kind of shocking, and then I forget. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's with everything. I'm gonna blame it on age. Go ahead, Patrick. All
2: right. Uh, first surprise, I'm gonna go not a huge major, but a little one for me, just because tradition. I think Columbus East beating Bloomington South was a little surprise, just because oh I'm used God, to Bloomington yeah. South
0: winning Coach Nash everything. Coach them up.
2: Yeah, 47-46, the Olympians over the Panthers. I'm not sure if when the last time that's happened, but I'm sure it's been a while. And a couple teams we never mentioned hardly. Uh Franklin County beat Hauser. And Hauser was, I believe, 11 and
0: one That was and one that was of the early. yeah, that was that was the that was the surprise. Yep. Good job. Cool.
3: Yep. Good job.
0: Glad to get well, no, seriously, glad to get that in because that was the one that I noted. Like, and I just didn't, I just kind of write it down. It's hard enough remembering what games I go to. Let alone um, let alone remembering the games I don't go to.
3: Minor surprise here was maybe Northwood over Northridge at, yeah. at Northwood. Northwood's coming around, that's for sure. It's football dudes.
0: Coach Wolfie, get it done. Sent him a text that night, told him to make up his mind. You guys going to be good or what? <laughs> <laughs> and that was his comment back. Football players finally catching their – getting their legs back. I was like, okay, good. <laughs>
2: yeah, they've won the law the last five games. Got South Bend, St. Joe coming up tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow.
0: All right, locks. I've already got mine in the books. Noblesville over Westfield. Man, you took mine. I know. <laughs> Patrick, what's your lock?
2: I'm going to go three of the undefeated teams lose this week.
3: Three oh. are being knocked out. Three. Get out of here. Three. Um, big number. Three of the four that I talked about, right? You going to name them?
0: Uh,
2: you know, I just like to throw out a general. <laughs> all right. That's
0: still a good lock.
2: Wait, last last
0: week's locks, Cathedral over Garen Catholic, that did not happen, but I don't think Kyler anticipated Aldridge <laughs> and Golf still being out. Or the Cherry being back, right? That was bound to happen at some point.
3: All right. hey. we, know, we knew it was that game.
0: No, we didn't know it was that game. Still a little shocked there, though. Patrick Lures over Blackhawk. Purse that's a, is that's over, a, fellas. That's a win. I picked Lawrence North to win Marion County. I mean, it wasn't a stretch, but still, you got to win four games. Yeah. Portage over Lake Central, that game didn't happen, correct? Correct. And Concord over Plymouth, Zach going with some local. It'd be like me picking University over Sheridan or something like that. That's right. Who won that game?
3: Concord. Let's go. Nice.
0: All right. All right. Zach, what's your lock this week? My, again, no roll right. over Westfields. Patrick see. says three undefeated are losing.
3: I'm gonna say Saturday night, Adams Central is gonna beat Manchester. Ooh, that's a good it's going game. It's gonna be a that's a bluffton sectional matchup too, potentially.
1: Kyler, I'm gonna go Crown Point over Chesterton. Oh
3: man, Chesterton's struggling.
1: If I didn't live so far away. I'd go to that game. Excuses, excuses.
3: Yep.
2: You got dibs on that Merrillville Crown Point sack tomorrow. Jeez, I'm taking over the region. That's you Tuesday. Driving, you driving, region. Up you
0: driving up there. Driving up there. In
2: my mind, I'll drive up there. My <laughs> body right, will be. On the, All on right. The besides couch
0: that, watching. where where are you going?
2: Uh, you know where, are you we know where are going right around.
0: now. I was going to go to Warren Central, Zionsville, but I think I'm going to stay home and watch IU play Purdue. Yeah, where are we headed this week.
2: Uh, Let's see. Okay, I'll go ahead. It looks like...
0: Headed. Headed.
2: Yeah, headed. Headed Physically there. Physically, I will be... I'm going to turn on the FSA
0: app and watch...
2: Physically, I will make it a Rams weekend. A Paoli Rams weekend. Springs Valley. Deion Edwards at Paoli featuring Fletcher Cole. A good individual matchup. Two real solid teams. And then Saturday, Paoli visits uh, Christian Academy of Indiana. With... A possibility of Shelbyville Greenfield, depending on how I feel Saturday. Yeah. Shelbyville! I love their gym, man. I haven't been there in a long time.
0: It's uh, cool. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's a cool gym.
0: I wish Lawrence Central still had their their gym like that. Munster's gym's just like it too.
2: I think Shelbyville's pretty solid this year. I looked at their schedule, looked at their record. I was like, okay, they they got something going. They got a
0: little transfer too. They I mean, Mar Nicholson's pretty nice sophomore. He and his his dad and uh, EJ Hazlitt's dad played at Warren Central together back in the class of two thousand and nine. Shoot,
2: that's not that long ago. That's I mean, not so that long ago. Yeah. You,
0: we could do the math <laughs> on that one, guys. It's not that long ago. Uh, was it nine or was it six? It's either nine or six. I can't they Their dads, man, it
2: might be six, bro.
0: Yeah, it might be nine. I think it's nine. Zach, where are you going this week?
3: Uh we'll see maybe try Anderson at Tippy Valley just to see Anderson a little bit. Uh I'm not sure what else I think Crown Point plays Chesterton, I believe, this Friday, maybe. Portage Meryville's Friday, I think. Uh, but, uh, by counties this weekend also at Lavelle, so maybe I'll s- stay local.
2: You're not headed over to that
3: St. Joe's game tomorrow night, are you? I don't know. At Northwood, school's canceled again tomorrow, so we'll see if they're uh-huh. still play games.
0: Hey, what Noblesville's got a rough week. I'm going to see them tomorrow night or Wednesday night against Westfield. They play Franklin Central on Friday. That's considering how Franklin Central has been. It's a tough week. Friday night, I'm trying my best to get down. I don't know that I'm going to get out of work in time. It's odd having a boss. Evansville Harrison at Evansville Memorial. Probably the two best teams in Evansville right now. Evansville Memorial is playing some of their best basketball. I think sort of view them as one of the better teams in 3A. I don't, I don't think I've seen a whole lot to dissuade that. You know, you got a two point loss against Bossy, a one point loss against Heritage Hills for buff game. Sort of got out of got out of their way, got out of their hand a little bit there on the road. But they get going, they get a little momentum. Harrison 11 and two coming into that weekend, coming into that game. Uh, they've I think the toughest part of their schedule's kind of done. Other than Memorial.
2: And that's the drive, Jim.
0: I don't know. But it's all right. I mean, you got, yeah, you kind of got to at some point get down there. It was nice seeing the three Evansville schools up here, North Central and Brebuff over Christmas break.
3: But it's like catching an Allegiant flight from Indy to Evansville or something. Or... Yeah. yeah. What about that? What about that
2: chopper? We need that courtside chopper. Yeah, the courtside, and a
0: helicopter. Yeah, that'd be nice.
2: Kyler, have you seen Bedford this year? Yeah, I saw them uh, versus Bloomington North uh, first week. Twenty-six. They play at Jeffersonville. I'll see you there.
1: (laughs) We'll see.
0: Yeah. See. your Hills Conference
2: leader, by the way. Go ahead, Jim.
0: I was going to say Saturday, Greenfield at Shelbyville is not not a bad game. No, it's not. May not be a bad time to get over there. Going to try and get to the city. Although, yeah, Saturday night might end up being city tournament semifinals. That's that's always a good watch. It'll be at, it'll be at Tech Saturday night with the finals next Monday night at Tech. That's always kind of a – some of that depends on who gets there as well.
2: I mean, we kind of feel like it's Attic's Cathedral.
0: Well, yeah, the other two teams are going to be –
2: what are we thinking?
0: Tech and I'm going to go Bishop Satard.
1: I yeah, did the probably. I did the, prediction. the
0: case. Uh, if that's the case, then it'll be, it'll be a good good trip down. So, final four. All right, guys. Anything else? Oh, cool. Oh. All right. Well, we'll talk to everybody next week. Hopefully, the uh, team's involved. Patrick's prediction doesn't come into play. But we got a lot of teams with some tough matchups this week, so we'll see. It's, it's it's good having good basketball games to watch. Good luck to IU and Purdue tomorrow night. Good luck to Kyler. Have fun. Thank you, and we'll talk to everybody next week.